What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Game Podcast. I am Primo, joined by one of my good friends, Chris Norman. Hello, everyone. How are you today, sir? Uh, busy, but good, you know. Well, trying to look busier than I am. I'm mm-hmm. getting work done at work, but at the same time, I'm putting it off. So, you know, just another Tuesday. Don't you just fucking love that? Just, just doing, like, podcast shit at work. I do it all the time. I do. Amazing. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Well, this is episode number seventy-eight. I'm doing a weird thing this week. I'm I'm double recording uh, for the next two weeks, not because I I'm not going to be available next week or anything like that, but just because of scheduling reasons with other people. I'm doing a double recording. So if things kind of crisscross between each other, I'm just going to apologize beforehand, guys. You know what you can go do. You can just go fuck yourself. How about that? Uh, this is episode 78, and this week we are going to recap the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Now, this is significant because Chris is normally the uh, the the, uh, the Switch guy, the Nintendo Switch dude. Uh, no, man. Think, Two weeks think, in a row, I've jumped out of my comfort zone. Right? Dude, we, we've recorded an uh, indie showcase, PS5 showcase, and now the Xbox showcase uh, with you. I gotta say, man, this Xbox one might be the best one to me. I might have to agree with you. Might have to agree with you. And just going off overall quality, I mean, I'm just seeing some of these, I'm like, damn. I have uh, two pages worth of games to talk about. Uh, yeah, close. Got about a page and a half, so. Well, let's just go ahead and jump into it, guys. This is going to be a weird episode. I'm not doing, we're not doing a uh, a playlist this week, so we're not talking about what we've been watching, what we've been listening to. Uh, or playing mainly because I am recording the next episode tomorrow, and I'm going to save my playlist and shit for, for that episode. Uh, and then, like I said, Chris is at work, and I got a little, some shit I got to do today. So we're just going to kind of condense this episode into just reviewing the uh, the Xbox showcase. So let's just go ahead and jump into it, dude. Um, actually, before we do that, let me talk about Patreon. If you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash 2game. That is the number two. Uh, support us at any of those tiers and you get access to our Discord as well as exclusive podcast segments. Uh, you also get to go with us to see Jurassic World Dominion, for better or for worse, with the movie. At least you'll be around good people seeing that movie, right? Uh, and there you that, go. That ticket comes with your subscription. So if you want to be a part of that experience, then go to patreon.com slash 2game. We're actually doing two meetups to see the uh, Jurassic World movie, which we wouldn't normally do, but it's way out there. It's not even worth explaining. But needless to say, patreon.com slash two game. Uh, you also get access to our D&D audiobook series that we're going to be doing uh, hopefully in August. Uh, so that's going to be very exciting. You get to create your own character, and I'm going to import it into the story which, to me, I am super excited about, and I think it's a dope story. So hopefully it uh, translates very well into the uh, the actual podcast. But uh, I have been privy to just a couple of the lore spoilers, guys, and I gotta say, it sounds pretty damn good so far. I've done a, I've done a lot a lot of research, sir, and I still have a lot to go. I, I just love how, the, I love the fact that it is, when I'm looking up something, there is something there that is actually part of D&D. And I just import it, and then I can connect it to a different portion of my story. And it's just weird how it all connects, like together, like that. It's weird, but it's cool. 
just from what I've seen so far, I'm excited about it, man. I can't wait till you get it going. Oh, there's surprises I haven't told you about, sir. Not to oh, not to spoil it, but to tease you a little bit. Shout out. Mm-hmm. I actually deleted some of my notes that you did not see. Oh, okay, cool. Involving uh, certain characters and uh, other lore, so it, it's going to be a surprise. I, I'm I'm waiting for that text when, when it fucking happens. <laughs> But anyways, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, Michael King, Casey Pye, uh, Brian slash Corey Costa, Christina Lambeau, and Ryan Sibley. We appreciate y'all joining us at that $20 tier every single month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. And thank you as well, uh, Chris, for for joining us as well and supporting us. Absolutely, man. So let's do it, dude. What's the first game you want to talk about this week? Hmm. God, there are a lot. I'm going to mention this one first just because we got about 15 seconds of it. So I really don't know anything about the story or what the plot's going to look like. But just from the gore that I saw and the lighting and just the very, very short clips of the gameplay that I saw, I want to talk about Scorn. Ooh, yes. Dude, that looked cool, man. And yeah, like I said, it's it's probably one of the closer ones to the top of my list, but we don't really we didn't really get much in the um in the reveal trailer for it, so I don't really know what else to say other than it looks scary as shit and it looks pretty dope. Looks creepy, looks gory. Like we're getting some like dope ass like sci fi horror games coming out uh in the later portion of this year, which I am one hundred percent for. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Scorn has like that desaturated, almost like muted uh, look to the colors. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And for whatever... Just very, very dull black, whites, and grays. Yes. It almost reminds me of... And this is... When I say this, it's going to seem like a negative towards it. But I don't mean it as a negative. It almost reminds me of Alien Resurrections. Number three... A little bit, yeah. The colors. See that the colors. Mm-hmm. Not, in, not in terms of like the the quality, but but in terms of like the colors and whatnot. It reminds me of Alien Resurrections. Yeah, I could see that a little bit. And like I said, I don't know literally anything about the story or what the gameplay is going to be like. All I saw was fifteen seconds of what I'm assuming is engine gameplay, but what I saw looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was like he was pulling shit, like this disconnecting shit out of his skin, and there was like, you know, little alien creatures crawling around. Mm-hmm. It looked like there was some gun gunplay as well. If it's the uh, same game, if I remember correctly, a little uh, bit. So yeah, dude, what if it was like a uh, not like an alien isolation in terms of there's something following you you the entire time, but like in terms of like how scary that game can be, dude, mm, that's so good. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if a game's ever going to be that actual scary. I mean, that shit was terrifying. Fuck that game. I was uncomfortable watching it. Like, <laughs> I played it for, I didn't ever beat it, but it went, before we moved, I played it at uh, Tyler's house a few times. And, gah, man, just in broad daylight with the lights on, I was pissing my pants. Jesus, it was cr- it was crazy scary. But very good. Yeah, really, really great game. I just, it, it wasn't that I fell off of it because of the quality of the game. It was just I needed to tackle other stuff, and I just couldn't get around to recording it. So I just fell off of it. But yeah, great game. Y'all go check that out. Alien Isolation. 
Uh, the game that I want to talk about next, sir. Um, let's go ahead and get Redfall out the way. Yep, yep. That is the uh, the game that it, it looks like a combination of a lot of different games. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Doom, Resident Evil, Left 4 Dead is kind of the big one that it reminds me of. I'm not 100% sold on like the voice acting and the writing of it, but the actual gameplay itself looks fun. And it looks like it could be fun with friends, kind of like Left 4 Dead. I agree. Uh, I that's I kind of pulled, obviously Left 4 Dead was the big one, that it looked almost like a, a mirror image as far as the gameplay and the uh, banter. But I got a lot of Far Cry vibes from the layout of the land. And possibly, it looks like you're going to have isolated areas. I mean, it's played on an island itself, so the whole, air, the whole map is kind of shut off from everybody else, which kind of gave me Far Cry vibes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It did look cool, though. It does. And we don't, I mean, how often do we get a vampire game? Not very often. Or let me rephrase that. If, if it's good, how often do we get a good vampire game? Almost never. Right. Almost never. You Almost. are correct. And they're always about zombies. Nah, bro, give me some fucking vampires. <laughs> Werewolves. Give me that shit. What's your I think you're going to get it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to mark that one off. Now, by the um, way, all these games that we're discussing come out within the next 12 months. Just that, is very, that's a, that is a good point. And a, a lot of them are exclusive to, uh, to well, not exclusive, but they come out on, on Game Pass day one. There was a ton of them that are going to be released on Game Pass. That surprised me a lot watching that, to be honest with you. It makes um, me okay. like, get my Xbox out and be like, all right, I'll, I'll play this month and just play a bunch of, sh- bunch of fucking games, you know? But 15 minutes into 12 different games. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, let's see. Another one that really looked like it's going to do it for me was called, I, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but it, I think it's Araban, Araban, Araban Shadow Legacy. Yeah, yeah, I, I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, so when the trailer kicks off, uh, it was pretty much just, it was a voiceover with some action going on behind it, but when I zoned in, she said, I am their reckoning. And then I was like, okay, yeah, reckoning, you have my attention. So I start watching. And it looks like, well, first off, she the character design is amazing for the main our protagonist. I don't know anything about her history or the story behind this game, but it looks like um aggressive combat, but with a stealth twist to it, because she lives in the shadows, essentially, and she runs from the light. I don't know why, and I don't know, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what that's about, but pretty much the entirety of the game looks like it's going to be played in the dark so i'm there for that and just some of the battle choreography looked different to me from anything i've seen in a long time but it, it looked sweet it sounded sweet and it it kind of seemed like one that really wasn't going to get that much attention but had the potential to be one of the lesser known great games in the whole showcase yeah yeah i, I like the uh the, the stealth aspect of it more so it looked like that was like a huge focus of it Mm-hmm. Which you don't really get that in many games nowadays. I mean, there are stealth games out there, but it's really not. Oh, you need to be stealthy like this entire fucking game, you know? That, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like that aspect of it. Uh, the song that I'm uh, not song. I don't know why I fucking thought song. <laughs> oh, uh, I was looking at a word. It, the word said song. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I was intentionally dancing around that one. I'm just gonna let you have all that fun. <laughs> but I mean, since I fucking mentioned it, I might as well just talk about it. Hollow Knight. Silk Song, Jesus Christ. 
I was in diamond status. I'm sure you were. That looked pretty cool. Oh my god. You have not played the first game, right? I've played about 20 minutes of the first game. God, it's so fucking good. That is like one of my all-time favorite games. That that game is it's, it's hard as shit. It's aggravating at times, but it's so so fulfilling. Shout out at the very end. It's just it's it's a great game. Really great game. Uh, you play as Hornet in this game because it's the sequel to the original game. Uh, you're exploring a faraway kingdom from the original game. Uh, the combat looks really just faster paced in comparison to the first game, but also you're dealing with a faster paced character because I don't, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but you fight Hornet in the first game. Is that a spoiler? I don't think so. No, no I'm going to say no. I don't, I don't think so. So you get to finally play as her in this game. And the moves that you're seeing, like those are some of the moves that you can do or that she does in the in the first game. So it's really cool to be actually to be able to do those specific moves. Like the little uh I don't know, it's like the little silk spin move where it, it's like an AoE around her, you know, where it's I don't even know how to describe Uh she does no, that. I know what you're talking about. And uh I can't wait to do that on like a group of enemies. It's gonna be fucking fantastic. It looks like you have more options to like traverse the uh, the areas. I saw one is like you're swinging across the 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 area with a like a uh, like a pulley or something like that, uh, like a zip line, and that was you, you didn't do anything like that in the first game. Uh, but it looks really great. It's very similar to the first game, but also different at the same time. It's kind of it's it's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I, dude, I have been waiting for this. Game. This game got announced back in like I think 2019, and we all thought, Jesus. This game, yeah, the, we thought the game was going to come out within the next few months after it got announced. Well, here we are, you know, three years later, and it is still not out. Yeah, they announced it when they had the idea, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they even showed us gameplay in that first reveal. Oh no, shit, huh? Okay, yeah. so I, I, I it must have been super early stages. Or maybe they're just trying to make sure they iron out all the kinks, which I am perfectly okay with waiting if it's anywhere near as good as the first game. Right. But I swear to God, if they have levels like the, uh, they have, they have, what is it called? Yeah. You're basically digging deeper into the ground with every level you go. And there's like the, the abyss, if I'm not mistaken, is what it's called. And dude, it's like pitch fucking black. What? Yeah, like it. It is such a bitch to get through that fucking level. That sounds awful. That sounds <laughs> fun, but it sounds awful. Uh, yeah, really great, really great times. Uh, they did not give a release date for this game either, but it is going to come on Game Pass day one. But guys, look, I, I think we have to talk about something for just a second. Game Pass. You know, everybody's like, oh, it's day one Game Pass. I'm just gonna play it on there. No, no reason to to go buy anything or like that. You know, that's completely fine. Okay. I mean, that's completely fine. But I, I feel like there are certain games out there that you should go support. Hollow Knight is a great game. You should go buy it. It's only $15, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Hollow Knight Silk Song, I would assume, is going to be as good, if not better, than the original. So I, I don't know. I just don't want to play it on Game Pass. I want to go buy it. And I hope there's a, like a special edition of that fucking game because I will buy the fuck out of it. Heard that. Speaking of which, uh, completely ADD moment here. Elden Ring is releasing two strategy guides for Elden Ring, obviously. 
and their hardcover, bruh. Yeah, I'm getting that shit. Like I don't, even, I don't, even, I don't even need it to be. I already beaten the game, but fucking just because it's Elden Ring and I have everything else with Elden Ring, I might as well just fucking buy it, right? Is it a strategy guide and an art book, or legitimately two strategy guides? Uh, so it's two separate strategy guides. One is dealing with like the actual monsters and the uh, the armor and like the equipment that you would use. Oh, so one it's like a bestiary. Yes. Yeah. Ah, and one that's cool is. As fuck. One is dealing with side quests, and it goes into depth in depth with the lore and the uh, the the characters and like the bosses and whatnot. So it's like strategy guide slash lore and all that. And I'm like, God, it gets me fucking hard. Yeah, dude, that sounds sweet. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so pre-ordering the shit out of that. But what's your next game, sir? Um, uh, all right, I'm gonna get this one out of the way. Because it's it's probably also one of the lesser known ones, but it's it's that game called Cocoon. Ooh, it yeah. is, yeah. The lead developer on the team was the guy that made Inside and Limbo. I and knew. I, I I just knew you were gonna talk about this game. Yeah, you probably did. I'm pretty pumped about it. I don't know how I'm ever gonna play it, but I am pretty pumped to at least <laughs> see what it looks like. It looks completely different than Inside and Limbo because it's a different studio. It's a, it's not the same studio, but it's the same lead developer. But it's it's just what I want in a game when I want to relax. I mean, it's just a puzzle platformer, but this one in in contrast to Limbo and Inside, it's very vibrant and jovial. Uh, it seems pretty chill. The guy talked about on the showcase that it's got a very calm, relaxed soundtrack that goes on the background because it seems like something you can just do on top of something else, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a multitasking game. But the creativity that goes into all of the puzzles of the games that this guy makes is it's next level. So this one is just got to be good. Yeah, there's a this weird thing where you're like doing like portal jumping, but it's not like uh, what is it? Uh, shit, the portal game that came out last last year mm. fuck came out for ps5 i can't even think of it um but it's not portal jumping like you're going from one area to the uh, it's not like you're transporting to another area it's like a part of the puzzle it looks like and yeah yeah that's what it looked like to me you to other areas i i don't know really, i don't really know what it is but it looked unique i do know that yeah it definitely did it, it looked different that's the first thing that drew my eye I was actually, I was excited about it before I even found out that it was the guy behind Inside and Limbo. And then that just, you know, nail in the coffin. So I know you keep telling me to check out both those games, and I will when they go on sale. I'm 100% going to pick them up. This game, while it looks great, I think I'm going to get it for the cheaper, or I'm just going to let it see what the reviews say about it. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree with you. It looks like a great game. I just don't know if it's for me. That's That's the issue. Yeah, fair enough. And well, you, when it, if you ever find Inside and Limbo, they'll probably be in a combo pack anyway. But if you have to choose one, just get Limbo. It's much better. Get Limbo. Got it, sir. And it, it, I know you don't. You said you don't do Game Pass at the moment, but it, you could probably find it for like three dollars. I mean, it's probably if not free, it's very very cheap. Hmm. Yeah, it I was only nine fifty when it came out. So I want to get it on the. Sp- I try to get as much on the Switch as I can because that's where I can play most of my games. That's true. Yeah. It is probably like $25 on the Switch, but... <laughs> Fucking Switch tax. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. All right, what about you? So, the next one I'm going to talk about, and look, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not even 100% sure I'm going to play this game. I just thought it looked interesting. 
And it was worth noting to uh, all you fine people out there. And that is High on Life. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the one with the, the guns that talk to you, like the alien guns. And they all Yeah, that shit talk. looked hilarious. Yeah, they all have like different personalities. Like the one was a uh, was a knife, and she was like stab, 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 stab. <laughs> I was like, that's super fucking dark, and I like it. <laughs> and then the other one was like, how you gonna squeeze me like that without taking me to dinner first? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. That's a good idea. So yeah, it's just, it's just silly gunplay or uh, gameplay like that. Uh, imagine like a vibrant, a bug's life. Did you get any kind of vibes like that? That's that's what initially what I thought of when I saw the uh, the character designs and whatnot. I was like, "Fuck, that's a bug's life." Yeah, I could see that now. That's not the first thing that came to my mind when I watched the preview. My first thought was, "It's like a first person earthworm gym." Yes, yes, you're but right. The character design does look like the 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 ants on a bug's life, but violent. So, but violent, yes, but violent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it could be a fun experience. Uh, it, it's one of those that it looks like you just turn your brain off and just have a good time. I would probably look. I'm I'm probably gonna get Game Pass here in the next few months, be, just because of all the games that they're releasing. You know, Xbox is finally getting some games on the fucking system that uh, I wouldn't mind playing. So yeah, it's either gonna be a Game Pass or maybe get this thing on sale kind of thing. It wouldn't be. I mean, if it was like forty or fifty bucks, I I wouldn't I wouldn't get it. But if it was like twenty. $25? I'd probably check it out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, this one looks cool as shit to me. I don't even like, I generally don't like the concept behind these types of games, but Naraka Blade Point. I um, didn't check that one out. Uh-huh. I think that's an older game, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. I had never heard of it, but I, when I saw it on the showcase, I was like, damn, that looks dope. But it's a battle royale, which I'm usually so far against because number one i don't like online shooters and number two i just never have time to sit down and commit the time to get good at them but it it seems like a battle royale it says 60 plus in uh one match at one time so obviously it's a big lobby but instead of guns it's like sword spears axes and shields and shit like that but graphically it looked amazing i mean it looked I can't actually say it looked like the most beautiful game that I've ever seen because that game is actually also on this list and I'm sure we'll get there eventually. But it looked so aesthetically pleasing to watch and the combat looked like just 60 fucking Hashira just letting out water and fire breathing techniques all at once. It was crazy cool. I mean, I, 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 it, dude, it, I don't know what else to say about it other than it just looked so good. What was but that? it's, it's uh, Naraka Blade Point. Like, legitimately, that's the first thing I thought. When I saw him start unleashing some of their specials, I was like, yep, that's a water breathing technique. I've seen that before. <laughs> uh, I yeah, see what I, you did I, there. I, I want to say I thought it was a remake of a game or a uh, a port or whatever. For, maybe I got confused, uh, which is very likely. And I just skipped over it just because of that. Well, and it might be. Honestly, I don't know. I had never heard of it before, but that's not to say it's not out on like PC or Steam or something like that, because... I mean, I don't play any of those, so it very well could be. Yeah, but I'm going to check that out now, now now that you mentioned it. And you said it was it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. if nothing else, it looks awesome. Like I said, it's probably not something I'll ever be able to play, but... I can admire it. I can admire it from afar. So this next game I'm going to talk about, I'm going to be honest, probably 100% not buying this game or ever playing it. But I felt like it was uh, worth mentioning. 
and that is Ark 2. Uh, comes out next year on Game Pass. <laughs> and look, the only thing that I'm interested in, and the thing that kind of was like, all right, then, was Armored Dinosaur. That looked fucking dope. Now, Vin Diesel on an Armored Dinosaur? Eh, didn't look that great. <laughs> yeah. But the Armored Dinosaurs look fucking awesome. That shit is going to be like the Fast and the Furless 10,000 BC. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean... Uh, listen, I don't know much about the first art game. What I did hear wasn't great from the, all the people that hyped it up before it came out. They said they were kind of let down by it. But, I mean, when the when the first one doesn't do as well as it's supposed to and there's still a sequel, that means there's money behind the investment. So hopefully they worked out whatever kinks were wrong with the first one. And maybe it is a, just an amazing game. But I'm worried it's just going to be 65 hours of Vin Diesel teaching his little daughter about family while he rides a Tyrannosaurus Rex bareback. In theory, that sounds fucking amazing. But when you look at Vin Diesel, it's like, ah, ruined. (laughs) Vin Diesel was such a turnoff for that, for that, for that game. They should have just done. I actually, I absolutely hate it when they invite or they, they use uh, like celebrities as characters in Mm -hmm. games. I absolutely hate it. Because they, they pick their staple character, and that's who they are in the game, dude. Like, every single time. Like, everybody was fine with John Wick being in Cyberpunk, because everybody wants more John Wick, you know? That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Plus, I don't think I've ever been let down by anything Keanu Reeves has done, but you know I don't need wrong, Dominic right? Toretto in Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's true. You've never seen 47 Ronin, have you? No. No, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh. Keanu Reeves with uh as a Ronin, and he's uh, fighting with swords and shit. Uh, that should be fucking amazing. It is not. <laughs> really, it, it is not, sir. That surprises me, just because it's Keanu Reeves. But it's I'm gonna watch it at some point anyway. Uh, Gotta so find you... out for myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take my word for it. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and skip that. <laughs> okay. It might be one of those so good it's bad movies. I, it, you know, that was kind of like in the beginning of my surfing the stream when I started that. So I was like super critical on a lot of movies. Uh, look, it's not a very good movie. I mean, it, it yeah, it it could be so bad it's good for you if you look at it from that perspective. All right, well, and I am easy to please. I get made fun of that for movies. Out so. out to that. Yes. <laughs> What's your next game? Uh, all right. Uh, oh, Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Yes. Yeah, actually, that one looked... I'm actually huh? kind of surprised you mentioned this game. Are you? Yeah, do you know who made this game? No. Uh, the people that made Neo. Like, Neo, The World Ends With You? No, not that Neo. The Neo, other Neo. Yeah, N-I-O-H. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Souls-like uh, game? Uh-huh. That's hard as fuck. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm there for that. I have nothing against Souls games. I've just never committed to them because I heard they're the the only the only one they ever remade for the Switch was absolute dick with the controls. So I never played it. Uh, okay, uh, hard hard disagree with that. Look, it's really? janky. Yes, it's janky. Is it the best way to play the game? No, but I played it and beat that game on the Switch. So it is playable. Yes, I, I love it on. Oh, the Switch. okay. All right. Well, cool. I'll play it then. Yeah, but you're I mean, just, you're just I, I've had three people tell me not to. That's the only reason I have it. Well, OK, here's the thing. It, it's kind of like the Hellblade scenario. Should you play it on mm. the, the switch? No. 
Can you play on the Switch? Yes. Okay, fair enough. I mean, if you had the opportunity to play it on like your, your PS4 or your Xbox, 100% play it there. But mm-hmm. for portability reasons, cause just because I, I wouldn't have time at home, that's the reason why I played it on the Switch. And I had no issues with it. I mean, it's obviously janky control-wise, so I will agree with that. But it's not unplayable. It, there's no there's no lag or anything like that. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I'll give it a shot then. Or you can just borrow uh, it. That's true. That's true. I'm probably going to have to have it for a while, though, because um, I'm probably going to be working on one or two more things until XC3 comes out. We both know what's happening then. So Right. Oh, no, you can you can, you can borrow it and uh, use it as long as I, ha- I haven't played Dark Souls on my Switch in, in, a, in, a, while, in a while. Mm, okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll play it then. What's your, your next game, sir? Uh, well, we got off on World Long Fallen Dynasty. We didn't really talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, back to that game. We didn't, we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't know much about it. Now that I know that, it kind of gives me a better grasp of what the gameplay is going to be like. But graphically, it looked amazing. I don't know if everything I saw was engine or if some of those were just souped-up cutscenes. But, I mean, yeah, dude. Ancient China, Dynasty Warriors-esque appearance for characters but with grittier combat i'm down for that that looked cool as shit neo 2 was was a, was a very hard game I, i'm actually very surprised i beat that game it was a it was a rather difficult game what's that on uh what's it on it's on everything not not switch but it's on like oh. PlayStation and uh, xbox so it's on nothing <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but Wolong Fallen Dynasty comes out early next year, also on Game Pass. It's set in the Chinese Three Kingdoms period and will mix historical and mythological slash supernatural elements, which that sounds cool as fuck. And I am the trailer. Oh, go ahead. I'm like, I'm, I'm just 100 percent there for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the trailer ended with who I'm assuming is supposed to be Lubu and dude looked like a fucking monster right yeah yeah it's gonna be sweet so the next game i want to talk about is flintlock the siege of dawn comes out early next year also on game pass now i'm not gonna lie i need to see more of this game before i can kind of commit to it but as of right now i i could get this game on sale it's got me very intrigued by it. It looks like it has elements from like several different games. Uh, some good, some bad. It has like the souls like boss battles and then like the location and design of the world almost kind of reminds me of like medieval like Game of Thrones kind of look. Mm-hmm. Then you also have some Immortals Phoenix Rise in there, which is kind of a turn off for me uh, with some of the uh, traversal stuff. I think. It, it like some of the abilities that you have just remind me of that game, uh, but then you have guns and melee, which is fucking fantastic. Like you're just going yeah. around and just popping people and then fucking killing them. And I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. Yep, that did. I lost a little blood flow when you said immortals, but I got it back when you brought brought that up. <laughs> right, I'm telling you. <laughs> we were at thirty percent. Now we're now we're full rager again. So cool. But yeah, that's that's why I need to see more of it. Just because of that, the the immortals kind of vibe that I got from it. Yeah, I'll be honest. the The name of that game drew my attention. Like Flintlock, that just sounds cool. Now, and you then when know, you see the actual uh, gameplay, like the actual combat, you're like, okay, perfect name. I get it. Yep. 
Now, you know, when a game gives you like a name and then gives you like a little subtitle, they are planning on this being a series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder if it started as like a book series, to be honest with you. Oh, I, that I have no idea. I'd definitely be uh, curious to look that up. I just from from watching it and what I did gather from the story seems like that might be a book series, but that's a that's a blind guess. So definitely don't take that as a, it probably is because I have no idea, but it just seems like it could be. That'd be a pretty cool book series. Okay, um, this one I have never played any of these games, and I'm sure that I if I had an Xbox I wouldn't play this one because I'm just not big into racing games, but. We got to talk about Forza. Yeah. Because that is probably the most graphically beautiful game I've ever seen played. I, I will it, give it to them. That game looks fucking design wise and graphics looks awesome. It dude, it did. It blew my mind. It really like it was just man, it was something else. And they were talking about the physics. They said it's like 48 times more accurate than their last release. So it's going to take time of day, terrain, weather, everything into account as far as the physics behind the car. And supposedly you will be able to see the scratches on the side of your car if you get too close to like a bush. Ooh. Like that's insane. Like that is. And I just again, I can't speak enough for how good it just looked in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not really into racing simulators. Uh, at all i used to i used to play burnout and like nascar all the fucking time mm -hmm. but, uh, i don't know in my old age i've gotten away from any type of sporting games but yes i will agree with you this game looks incredible with the other and whatnot as soon as it kicked off i saw the first three seconds and i was like yep that's um that's beauty that's all that is <laughs> You know, if I decide to get my uh, Game Pass account back, like this, it would, it, I would definitely check it out. Like, there's no question about it. I would definitely check it out and I would play, I don't know, a couple hours of it. And I would be good for like the next 15, 20 years of my life for, yep. for racing. Fair enough. That's me too. Uh, how about Gunfire Reborn? Oh, yeah. I remember that one now. The, uh, the roguelike shooter. Uh, looks like fun, but you don't really, we don't really know a whole lot about it. So there's not really much I can discuss about it other than it comes out of October this year. I, I'm telling you, the trailer was what, a minute long? If that? If that. Yeah, if that. So we didn't, we didn't get much, but hey, you, you say roguelike and you say shooter and you combine them. 100% I'm fucking playing that shit. You you could pretty much say roguelike with anything and I'm at least going to check it out. That's fair. I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> Is that a touche? I feel like that's, that's a touche. Touche. Um, yeah, and uh, it was something else that drew me into that one was a lot of the like the character designs and the battle animations reminded me a lot of what Time Splitters would look like if it had good graphics. Bruh. Why'd you have to, why'd you have to bring up Time Splitters? <laughs> that's like it's reminiscent, I mean, man. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking I miss that game so much. There will come a day when I will when I will dual wield my P90s with my little space monkey again. I don't, I don't I don't know when it'll be, but it'll happen eventually. God, it was some good times, man. Fucking Mountain Dew, chicken kickers from fucking Domino's, fucking yeah. Lincoln Park, and Time Splitters. 
Oh, God. I, the, the nostalgia didn't even hit me that hard till you threw Linkin Park in there, but you're absolutely right. That was like half a Saturday. Yes, and you, someone brings up Time Splitters, I immediately get sad because I'm like, oh, my God, that was like the best time of my life. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not 12 anymore. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I feel that to my soul, buddy. Trust me. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this one. Um, Lightyear Frontier. Uh, it's like a combative farming simulator from what I gathered. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't honestly that certain what all goes into the gameplay other than you, you are. It is a farming simulator to some extent because that's what you're doing. It looks like is you're settling on, I'm not sure if it's a new planet or if you just, I'm not sure about the relocation. But the trailer itself caught my eye because they're driving around these giant mechs across their farm that like transform into weapons when they need them to. And honestly, it was it reminded me. You haven't seen Love, Death, and Robots, have you? No, I have not. Okay, well, there's this. Um, I'll figure out which episode it is and send it to you so you can watch it. You don't have to watch any episode. It's like Black Mirror. You can watch it completely out of order. It doesn't matter for anything. But. There's this one particular episode, I think it was in not the most recent season, but the one before that, where they, they're like farming. I don't remember if it's like on the moon or just a different planet or whatever, but they have their entire farm barricaded off. And these little like alien-esque creatures are essentially trying to break down the barricade to kill them all, to eat them. And they're using these mech droid things to defend their farm. And this game reminded me of that like from start to finish. That sounds pretty badass. Yep, that was a, that was one of my favorite episodes of that whole show. That the whole show is good. You need to watch it when you can. But I do. That I one do. particular episode looked just like this fucking game. So I I was actually texting Tyler. Uh, was it like last week? He asked. He had been talking about uh, Stardew Valley, and he he was saying, you know, have you ever played this game? I'm like, no. I, I I've always wanted to. But I'm just not into the uh, the farming simulators, the the base building and whatnot. That's mm -hmm. usually not my type of game. Like, but I acknowledge that Stardew Valley is a is a great game, looks great, and yeah, I know a lot of people love that game. And same thing with Animal Crossing. While it's not my thing, I, I know that that's a great game. I understand its value. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is weird for me considering because we, we talked about Cult of Lamb uh, several, several episodes ago. You remember that game? The one with the... Uh, mm -hmm. You're you praising the demonic god or something like that and your base building while also doing like dungeon crawling and whatnot. Looks fun as shit. Yes, that game actually got a uh, release date, August 11th. So oh, nice. I'm going to be playing the shit out of that for my birthday, sir. That's going to be fucking fantastic. Ooh, you're going to have to stack it with Zeno 3? Uh, ooh, ooh, yeah, you're right about that. I Unless you just I, beat Zeno 3 in like 11 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I doubt that. <laughs> well, That's no small that. task. <laughs> right? No, I'm, I'm going to enjoy that game. I'm, I'm not even going to like rush through it. Like most. Uh, it's it's going to be like kind of like Elder Ring for me when I get to Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Dude, I don't care how long it takes me to be, play this. I'm just going to fucking play it. Yep. And I'm going to enjoy it. This anyway, is my slice of heaven. Yeah, back to the base building. Uh, it's just not my typical game that I go after. So while I acknowledge that this game looks fun and, like you said, it, it looks very interesting, it's it's just not for me. Yeah, I'm but with you, man. 
where, where, unless, where I saw game, the, unless I saw it on Game Pass and I could play it for free. Right. Well, we're we're essentially the same person in that. My, one of my good friends, Mason, actually, he bought me Stardew Valley like two years ago for my birthday. He bought me the code and I downloaded it. It's been on my Switch ever since. And I played it for like two hours one day nonstop just to try to get into it. And I couldn't, but he swore by it, man. He said, if you ever just, when you hit that point, I swear to God, you'll you'll be amazed at how much time you just waste watching this stuff happen. And I'm, I've tried, you know, it's not like I didn't give it a shot. It just wasn't for me. Gave it a good old college try. Yep. I have right. uh, one more game before I have two big heavy hitters, sir. How many? Do you have, do you have any smaller games before? Uh, as well? uh, I know one of the heavy hitters. So I'm not certain what you're calling the other one, but I really only have minus that one. I got about two, probably two more, besides the one big one I know about. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're calling the other one, though. Okay. Well, this game that I'm going to talk about next is one of the, the smaller ones. And I actually have wrote down in my notes, Chris game. <laughs> like, this is a game for Chris. Okay. Uh, that is the last case of Benedict Fox. Uh, <laughs> comes out in spring of next year. Uh, comes out on Game Pass. Uh, really dig the look of this game. It's a story-focused Metroidvania with a gothic Lovecraftian uh, art style. Uh, yep. Reminds me of like Ori and like Disco Elysium a little bit, where you can enter into other people's uh, subconsciousness. And I'm like, bro, that's fucking Chris written all over it. Yeah, I was super pumped about that one. That was obviously one of my two left. Good <laughs> call on that. It, it looks pretty fucking sweet. Look, if someone says Metroidvania mixed with gothic Lovecraftian art style, already there. I'm, I'm diamond. Just, just, just by that description, I'm diamond. And then you look at the gameplay, and it looks like a lot of fun. It's like a little side scroller Metroidvania, uh, and uh, yeah, looks looks fantastic. I am 100% going to play that game. As I'm worried that the title gives half the game away, though. Because it's the last case of Benedict Fox, so I'm assuming that A, and if these spoil, it's just a guess, I don't know, but this is my just assumption. It's like that book, the uh, what's-his-name dies at the end, you know? Like, if it's the last case of Benedict Fox, it tells you he's a detective of some sort, and he probably dies. Or, or I guess, could possibly retire and roll off into the sunset, but I didn't really get sunset vibes from the game. Well, sir, I have a little philosophy for you, okay? A little, little philosophical quote for you. Uh, it's not about the end or the destination. It's about the journey. <laughs> it looks like the journey would be pretty fucking cool. I'll give you that. <laughs> it does look pretty sweet. Very, yeah, very I, mind trippy, like you said. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, bro, that, that is a that is 100% a game that Chris would play and would like. I don't know who the development team is, but if that's something that could ever be done, that seems like that would be a perfect Switch game, too. Oh, absolutely. I, I didn't even see what uh, what it's coming out on. It It legitimately, all they say, they don't say, like, all consoles or anything like that. It just said Xbox. Right. But that's that's the thing about Xbox is a lot of these games are not exclusive to just Xbox, even though it, it says Xbox on there. Mm-hmm. Just beefing up their showcase. Yep. 
So yeah, dude, I have I have uh, I have two big heavy hitters left. Uh, whatever you whatever you got left, sir. Um, this one I just kind of wanted to mention, not because it even looks good to me. It's I, I mean it it feels like it could be kind of fun, but at the same time, I was just more or less blown away by the the mirroring that it did. It was that Ravenlock game. Um. I don't really want to say anything about it other than go read or watch Alice in Wonderland. And that seems to be the whole game. I don't even think I looked up this game at all. Yeah, it this girl gets sucked into a mirror. She goes through this whimsical land where everything is vibrant and jovial. And she's trying to claw her way back out. It looked like the gameplay could be kind of cool, actually. The combat seemed kind of fun. It had that, like, kiddish animation to it, but legitimately, it looked like Alice in Wonderland. I was just amazed at the level of ripoff they were able to get away with. <laughs> like, bruh, this is just Alice in Wonderland, just video game format. It it really is. There's a there's a character that's not a cat, but is the Cheshire Cat. Oh, God. Dude, I got, I, I'm, I'm gonna watch this trailer after, after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you're, I'm you're gonna be like, wow. So, uh, is that the uh, last one before your heavy hitter? Uh, no, I got well, I got one more. All right, hit me with it, sir. All right, as dusk falls. I don't think I looked uh, it up. Oh, really? Yeah, this is like a, it's an immersion, immersive cinematic game. It's it's it kind of, when I was first watching it, it was kind of giving me Telltale vibes, which I'm normally not about those games at all, but. This one looked pretty cool, and I don't know that it's a Telltale game. It just kind of had kind of those animations or whatever. But it's cooperative, which is a new twist. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure if the decisions you make are counter-reflective of someone that you're playing with trying to sway you out of them. You know, I'm I'm not sure. It seemed very conflict-oriented. And essentially, you're, you're car wrecked in a town, and from the preview, you make away with some cash that you found, and then the town hunts you down for it. So, look pretty cool. I, again, I, I'm enticed by the cooperative immersion for the choices that you make. I'm really curious to see how they put together an algorithm that's going to take that into account. I have to imagine that there's just 8,000 different ways the game could play out or end. Um, but it did look pretty sweet, man. You should check that one out if you didn't see it. Yeah, not gonna lie. When when I read a uh, submersive uh, story based game, I was like, yeah, I'm good, and I just scrolled right past it. Yeah, it, well, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's a Telltale game. I'm I'm good. I don't need that shit in my life. But I don't think it's a strictly Telltale game. I mean, I don't think it's like action based. At the same time, it is story driven, but it does look different. It, I, you know, even if you're never going to play it, I would just kind of look it up to see the concept because it was it, it seemed very fresh and original. I got I got to wrote down, sir. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up as soon as we get done with this. All right, that's all I got outside of the the big ass one, which I'm assuming is Starfield. That would be the one. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Diablo Four is my other heavy hitter. Oh God, yeah, my that's God. not on my written list for some reason. I guess I just forgot to write it down. (laughs) That game looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, 
graphically, I mean, it's not as amazing as Starfield looks like, but for from like Diablo three to Diablo four, that game looks just phenomenal. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff got announced. You get to do character customization. Uh, you get to do it's it's open world, no linear path. They have uh a hundred and fifty dungeons at least. Uh, you basically you, you defeat enemy strongholds, and when you defeat those enemy strongholds, you can access like new towns, or it could be a dungeon. So I like that little the variety. And it's not just, you know, typically when you go into like a like an RPG or an open world game and you defeat like the enemy stronghold, it just clears it out and that's that's done with, right? No, you're actually mm-hmm. getting some type of reward. It could turn into a town or you can go further into it and it can turn into a dungeon. Uh they also have like live events with other players, which kind of brings in that like destiny feel to it where everybody's trying to take down like this huge monster. Uh that sounds fucking dope. Uh, it's cross-play, cross-progression, uh, couch co-op, and PvP. One thing that I was surprised by, okay, you would you would agree that this game looks looks graphically looks really really great, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It said it was coming out on the Switch. It's uh, it's gonna be like six bit. <laughs> it's gonna look like poo poo kachu on the Switch. Yeah, when you when you download it and you open it, you're gonna hear do 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 do. Like it's gonna. I'm not even gonna try that because it's just gonna piss me off. I feel like putting this game on the Switch is gonna take away from everything good this game looks like it's gonna do. To be honest with you, and you know that's if I'm saying don't bring it to the Switch, that's because I'm not confident in it being on the Switch. I, I think it's gonna do the, the the game itself a disservice by trying to do that. But I could be wrong, man. Who the fuck knows? I, yeah, I, mean, I never thought they'd put The Witcher on the Switch. Now, granted, it's not a great port, but it, it's still playable on the Switch. Right, that's fair. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Like, I looked at it, and I was like, bro, this is on the Switch? I did not know it was coming out on the Switch. I thought it was just regular consoles. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not about to play it. I mean, I even said it earlier in this episode that I try to play as much as I can on the Switch just because of timing and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play this on my PS5. No way. I'm playing on Switch. Yeah, no, I, I definitely wouldn't. Like, I'm probably just, at some point, I'm going to upgrade a console. I don't know if I'm going to get a PlayStation or an Xbox. I'm probably going to get a PlayStation, though. Mm-hmm. But regardless, there's a few games that even if I have access to, I'm just, I'm not playing on Switch. Doom would have to be one of them. Speaking of PS5, dude, did you see, because I, I remember you borrowing the, the PS4 and The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Did you see that they are really, they are remaking Last of Us Part One? No, no, I didn't. So they are ma- remaking it in the same exact engine as uh as Last of Us Part Two. Oh. It's gonna be like basically one cohesive story, and it's gonna all look the same. That is, what's up, dude? Diamond status. Yeah, that's six to midnight for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to briefly mention that for for everybody out there. I, I'm sure next week when uh when Christian comes on, we'll we'll discuss that a little bit more. But uh yeah, Diablo Four comes out next year. I am looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's a better experience than Diablo Two Resurrected was because I, I didn't really care for it to be honest with you. But uh yeah, I I really do want to dive back into Diablo Three just after watching this trailer. And they also announced the uh, the final class, which no surprise to anybody was the uh, Necromancer. That 
cinematic was fucking dope, man. What? Like, yeah, oh god, I, I didn't even know what I was watching until they got, you know, it got far enough that I figured it out. I was like, oh, right, right, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But that was, I was pumped about whatever the hell it was going to be. I, I think Diablo, Diablo 4 is going to be a major game changer for the entire industry, too, because... I mean, when you play like a medieval role-playing game, essentially, you're you're playing the role of the character, but you're playing your assigned role. You know, like when you play The Witcher, you're playing Geralt, and you're doing everything Geralt has to do. But this one flips the script completely in a good way, whereas you write your own story. So, I mean, not only are you playing your role, you're playing whatever you want your role to be. I just think that, I mean, obviously you have freedom of creativity in other games too but i think this one's going to be to the point that you i mean you're you're progressing whatever you want to progress as you want to progress it and there's just there's really no end in sight so i don't know i that's an interesting concept to me absolutely dude and uh yeah i mean look if we get to like customization options and whatnot this Mm -hmm. game kind of pales in comparison to the next game that we're going to talk about and that is Starfield. Nice little segue there, right? Yeah, it was. Very good. I, it doesn't happen <laughs> very often. <laughs> I, I gotta brag about myself a little bit. I like it. Uh, but Starfield coming out next year. It was originally supposed to come out this year, but it got delayed. Uh, Starfield, the customization options that you have with that game is phenomenal. You get to you get to build your own you get to build your own fucking spaceship. And I'm not yep. saying you get to just like put some colors on it. It's just like one generic thing. No, you go into like a uh, like a Super Mario Maker type uh, thing, and you create your spaceship, and you can rearrange it and put shit wherever you want. And to me, that is awesome. And then not only do you get to do that, but you get to fly it and do dog fights in the air with enemies. Yes. Yeah, that that that's gonna be pretty good. It reminded me of like the thirty-one-year-old version of designing your gummy ship in Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many hours I spent as like a thirteen-year-old just putting together my gummy ship in Kingdom Hearts. So if uh, if this was something that I played, I, I could see myself dropping two hundred plus hours into the entirety of this game. That might be uh, lowballing it, sir. Yeah, I mean, that's what they they said they made the game for. They said that we want to make a game that you will not stop playing. And I was like, you know what? All right. I mean, it's got a hundred solar systems, uh, over one thousand planets to uh, to explore. That's a lot. That is a lot. That just that seems like a fucking massive game. I I don't even know what game I would even compare that to, as far as it, it, if it's what I think it is in my head, the, the size. Shout out. Yeah. I mean, The Witcher is a pretty fucking big game, uh, but I, I think this would be like twice that size just from looking at the description of it. I wonder how much memory that's going to take. Dude. I mean, fucking, what is it? Call of Duty takes like over 100 gigs, so I can only imagine with this game. Does it really? Yeah, I, I want to say it was like the... One one of the recent Call of Duty games, it, it was like a hundred gigs. Uh, Destiny Two, if I'm not mistaken, was also right around a hundred. Jesus Christ! Yeah, like 
bro, you do realize that I put the CD in there, right? <laughs> like I can play. Right. It. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't digitally download this. Yeah, if I wanted to eat up a freaking hundred gigs, I would have just bought the digital one. That's crazy. I didn't realize that, especially with shooters. Yeah, like nah. Look, I don't. I don't want to get on a tangent talking trash about Call of Duty, but yeah, <laughs> it's surprising that a game that has that much <laughs> much data, but whatever. Uh. So Starfield, you have a space exploration experience of exploring planets, shooting enemies, mining, scanning, and digital lockpicking. You can basically do extensive customizations with your character from their traits to the skill tree, uh, customizable weapons, as well as build your own base. So they have base building in there as well. I mean, it just seems like they have so much shit to do in this. And it seems like you can find something for everybody. like. Just random Joe Schmo, and he's like, oh, I like just shooting people. Well, you can just shoot people in this. Or you have Joe Schmo that likes base building. They have that in this game. So it seems like they have something in this game for everybody. I don't see how they couldn't. And then it takes uh, place like, on 20 different planets. Uh, a thousand different planets, though. What's well, a thousand <laughs> different? Oh, 20 different. What's it? 20 solar systems? No, 100 solar systems. Oh, God. I'm getting 20 from somewhere. I don't know. Maybe there's 20 fucking suns. I don't <laughs> Who knows? 20 suns. Yeah. That's a lot. It looks so good, though. It does. It does. The gameplay looks good. I want to say there was a little bit of lag in the gameplay, but I don't know if it was, like, the video that I was watching. Uh, look, the graphics look fucking amazing on this game. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. So, yeah, I, oh, they I, do. I, I, I hope with the delay that it's just basically just polishing up the game and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, don't make this a cyberpunk game. De- delay it as long as you need to make it amazing. Yeah, if you're going to make one this big that people are going to play for that long, you, you just wait till that shit's ready. But yeah, man, that's, that's, that's it that I have for, uh, for the, uh, the uh, showcase. All the games I wanted to talk about anyways. Yeah, me too. Um, I gotta say, collectively, I thought this one was better than PlayStation's. Yeah, yeah, I actually will agree with that. And I, I look, I'm not a Sony pony by any means, uh, but I do traditionally go to PlayStation more often. I mean, I haven't played my Xbox in over two years. But this was one of the best showcases I've seen uh, since we started doing the podcast. Like, this was a oh. really, really great showcase. Okay, fair enough, yeah. But uh, jumping into our last segment, sir, what is what is your weekly recommendation for these fine people? Um, well, honestly, I haven't done anything at all since we uh, recorded last week, so I just gotta. I have continued to play Shin Megami Tensei Five, and I'm gonna recommend it because I'm gonna talk about it until at least one other person starts playing it with me. And yeah, if you like turn base and you like demons and shit, go for it. I want to play that game. It seems like every hour I play, I enjoy it that much more. So. I'm going to get to it eventually, sir. Because I really do want to play that game. Honestly, I think I'm in, I'm encroaching in-game. Like, not in, like, two fights. But I could tell I'm getting closer by the minute. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I get, when I, yeah. I think I'm on downhill slope. So, whenever I finish it, man, I'll give it to you. Because I do want, I, I definitely want you to play it when you get a chance. You will absolutely love it. I appreciate that, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also going to recommend a game. 
and we talked about the sequel in this podcast, and that was Hollow Knight Silk Song. So I'm going to recommend Hollow Knight, the first game. I probably have recommended this game before on the podcast. I, I don't remember. You know, you know what you can go do. Go fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> you can recommend it twice. Uh, but Hollow Knight is a great game. And it's it's fairly cheap. Uh, it's $15 on the Switch. You can buy it. I think it's on Game Pass. And then I even downloaded it for free through uh, like PS Plus. So, I mean, there this game is everywhere. It's accessible. Yeah, it's accessible. And uh, if you have Game Pass, go play it for free. And if not, go support these developers and pay the $15. It's you're really going to get your money's worth. This is a game that is, I don't know how many hours I put into it, but I would, I would assume it is in the uh, 30 hour range for a, uh, for a Metroidvania type platforming game, which is, that's a, that's a big, that's a big deal to me. It's a, that's a big game. That's and a big that, game. Yep. That's not counting the DLC either. So even, uh. even more playtime. Uh, so yeah, Hollow Knight. Go check it out, guys. It's uh, it's it it's a amazing game. You're you're not gonna be disappointed. Uh, it, it took me probably I played it once, like for about twenty minutes. And I was like, eh, I don't know if this is for me. And then I went back and played it again, and I was like, you know what? I I, I need to focus my time on this game. I need to give it every ounce that I got. And guess what? It gave me. All my, it gave me everything back. Okay, it, it was a game that was very rewarding. It was a, I'm not gonna say it wasn't frustrating at times because it was, uh, but yeah, truly, truly amazing game. Okay, you've sold me, sir. I've got it because I, um, I bought it a few months ago, and for some reason I was, we were playing something else, I think, at the time. But I gotta, once I finish Shin Megami Tensei, I gotta buy some new Joy Cons because mine got the cancer, and then I'm gonna play Hollow Knight. I feel like I can't play that with. Uh, lag huh no no because yeah. i had uh i had the joy con drift with mm-hmm. hollow knight as well and yeah you'll just be sitting on a ledge and you'll be like oh no Bloop. yep yep <laughs> fortunately Dang. mine is it's up and down it's not left or right but it's still aggravating as hell like i can play a turn-based strategy game with it no problem because i can just use the you know the d-pad or whatever but i don't feel like i could play a side scroller no i highly recommend getting uh, some good joy cons for it <laughs> Uh, but yeah, guys, that's going to be it from us. Uh, you let us know on our Facebook. You can email me, 2GamePodcast at gmail.com, or you can join us at Patreon, patreon.com slash 2Game. And by that, you join our Discord, and you can let us know what you think about the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. I, I had a great time doing the research on it and looking at some of these great games. Uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to some of the stuff that's coming to Xbox here uh, in the next 12 months, according to, according to Microsoft. Uh, So yeah, that's going to be it from us, guys. And we'll catch y'all next week on another episode. Laters. Bye.